Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio Success Express Business and Career Show. Every third Thursday, we get to chat with Lee Brovadani, the trust architect. She's a speaker, a workshop facilitator on trust, and she's recognized as a top thought leader on trust uh, by the organization Trust Across America. She's also an author. Uh, two of her books, latest books are Trust Me, Restore Belief and Confidence in an Uncertain World, and Trusted Secret Lessons from an Inspired Leader. I encourage you to go to her website, thetrustarchitect.biz. This is really a good time to really look at next year and who you have coming to speak in your company uh, for conferences, meetings, uh, workshops. It's a good time of year to start planning it out. So again, it's thetrustarchitect.biz. And today, Lee is joining us to talk about how to set your team up for success, how trust plays a role in that. So welcome back, Lee. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? And, you know, for, for those of uh, those who are listening that don't know, we finally got to meet face to face after we did meeting and we didn't take any photos. Yeah, I know. No photos, but we did have margaritas. So everyone Which knows is why there was that. probably no photos. I think so. Like you said, we were just gabbing too much. I think yeah. we were all three talking at the same time. We're like, we did it. We did it. This is yeah. awesome. So that was exciting to see you in your new hometown of uh, beautiful Savannah. Man, you've got some history there. That's for yeah. like everywhere you turn. I'm like, wow, so much history. So a lot yeah. to explore and beautiful Tybee Island, beautiful sunrise, mm, lots of good stuff. So beautiful and We'll have to come see you again. It'll yeah, just happen. absolutely. Yeah, we're enjoying yeah. it. We've only been here for six months, but people are Man. really friendly. There's lots to see and do. And so far, we're we're enjoying it a lot. So Well, you've got a lot around you, too. I mean, you could go, yeah. you know, yeah, you've got so much, uh, even just within three hours. It's cool. So setting up a team for success. Uh, this is, I love this topic because you may be working on a project or something, or project, as you will say. <laughs> and, My Canadian and, pronunciation. Yeah, and then, uh, but if the leader is not setting up their team, things can fall through and you can even lose employees. Nobody wants that now. And I kind of feel like right now it's a perfect topic, especially going into 2023, that, you know, now is like people need to get back to team building and teamwork Absolutely. Yeah. projects, you know, people have been doing it remotely and it can still work remotely. I know we're kind of still in that interesting zone of partial remote, partial in, in, you know, at the workplace. So um, I think this is a good topic. So you have a great article. It's up on blendradioandtv.com, everyone, and will be featured in the new issue of Success Express uh, magazine. You say in there, um, that we don't trust what and who we don't know. So that's one of the first things about trust. Um, so when you talk about communication with mm -hmm. a team, so you can, you talk about, hey, have the pizza party, right? Get People yeah. should get to know each other at work. And I think it, when it's all, look, we know each other virtually, right? And then yes. in person, that's so a good So you can do point. it virtually, you can get together, but you know, it's really important that people get to know each other other than just business. And, mm. you know, I, I talk about it in the article that there was um, a, a scientist who was, a, a, he was an engineering teacher. 
And he did a little experiment where he got everybody together before they had to work on this really heavy duty project and just around pizza and beer. And he found that the collaboration between the team was so much tighter that when people got to know each other on a personal level, they actually trusted each other more. And it mm. just, to me, it just is like logical. It makes sense that if you, if you don't get to know somebody and I've got a question and I think, well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to look like an idiot if I ask this question, Ooh. but it's really important mm -hmm. in order for the project to go forward or to get all of the information. If you know the person, it's a lot easier to, to pick up the phone and have that casual conversation. Mm. Yeah, especially if you need help in something or you're overwhelmed yeah. in a project and someone can step in and go, oh, yeah, I've worked on this last year. And so that collaboration comes together. And does it help to connect on things that of common interest, like dogs <laughs> or something? Yeah, Puppies yeah absolutely, and kittens. absolutely. You know, we connect with people and there's, oh my gosh, social media has done such a disservice because it is so unsocial. And, mm. you know, there's like, <laughs> have, have you ever convinced someone to, to change their mind because of a post that you've made on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, whatever. If, 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 you, if you can sit down and talk to somebody and just be curious and be open, it's a lot, it goes a long way in mm -hmm. order to, to establish trust. So the first thing that you have to do is to get to know a person and then you can start establishing trust, but it's really hard. We don't get into situations where we automatically meet someone and, and well, not everybody, but we don't meet someone and go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to trust them. Yeah, that you have to, yeah, earn the trust and develop a relationship. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, for part of that is actually giving and being authentic in your communication, right? Yeah, be real about who who you are. Don't you know be yeah. all phony. It's kind of like we talked about before on the show. Don't be a phony baloney. Nobody yeah. is going to trust that. You know. You know, and and I think you, Nancy, um, and and myself have have kind of bonded. And we're not we're not horrible cussers, but we laugh a lot. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh around the fact that we know how to cuss. Yes. We're, we're genteel women who are very sophisticated. Well, okay, that's a lie, but <laughs> but it's uh, you don't have to go to those things really. It's more about um, if you're going to do someone to help someone, genuinely go to help them, not to get your name on the credits or something. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. do it for a favor back kind of thing. You should help someone in your workplace or in personal life, right? Because you genuinely want to help. Yeah, And so yeah. a lot of times, that's what I mean about that authentic thing in a, in a teamwork. It's like, oh, I'll help. And you should help for the team, for the project, and then really just be that helpful person. But if you're doing it like, oh, I'm going to do this to kind of social climb and do all of that, that I think that people pick that up if you're not being genuine. Yeah. And of yeah. course, you have Especially... to be smart and strategize. I'm not saying don't strategize your moves, because if you want to climb ahead, you've got to strategize, right? But be authentic in it is my point. Yeah. And, and I think that people can pick up, you know, it, it's, it's okay to, to, to work strategically and, and try and get ahead. But if you're pretending you like someone to get ahead, I think that's where it becomes really inauthentic and people can pick up on it. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like, I, I just think of this one person I knew years ago. And I always like whenever we met him, and I wasn't the only one who felt this way. You always felt like he was looking over your shoulder to see if there was someone more important and more interesting to talk to. Exactly. Right. And or it's the same thing as someone on their phone. Yeah. Right. That that was interesting that that I noticed that about the three of us sat and talked together. If we did something with our phone, it was to show each other something. Yeah. None of us took messages or texted or did anything like that. It was about our time. And I think that's something too. It's like when you're talking to someone like maybe in a networking event or, you know, whatever, it's like you start looking at your phone and someone's talking, yeah. you start to lose connectivity every time you don't engage. Yeah. I, I had a boss years ago. This is, I mean, going back years and years, but it still sticks in my mind because one of the people that worked for me, because I managed a call center, I was HR mm -hmm. director for a call center. And one of the people who worked for me was going into the hospital for a serious operation. She was a hemophiliac. And Ooh. so she was terrified that wow. even a simple operation could be lethal. And she had a two-year-old child. And so she had you know, I just had this very emotional talk with her. And I went into my boss's office and just said, you know, like, I, I just need to kind of chill out and everything. And he was on his computer. And he said, Oh, go ahead, I, I can multitask, keep on talking while he was working on his computer. And I'm talking about this girl who is afraid she's going to lose her life. And I just went, it's okay. And walked yeah. out. And so, you know, honestly, when you're talking about being authentic and, and connecting with people, putting down your phone or closing your computer and listening 100% is really important, especially when it's something to do with something that's a real heart issue. It's a good thing Nancy's not here because she would yell at me like right now going, Lisa, how many times do I talk to you start playing on your phone? I'm like, I'm not playing. I have to do this right now. No. <laughs> She would nail me on that. I'm sorry, but it's true. It is absolutely true because I'm always doing stuff. I have to. It's have to do stuff. I wouldn't be chit-chatting or whatever if she's talking about something serious, but it's yeah, multiple I, deadlines. But if it's serious. I can't imagine if Nancy came if it's serious, and said, yeah. you know, one of the people that we house sat at, I just found out that, you know, um, the dog died and the husband's yeah. terminally ill. And you're going, um, it's okay, Nancy. I can. I'll I've got to do my Instagram now. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's really yeah. There's that's exactly it is having compassion. Yeah. So that's part of it, right? And this goes yeah. into that connectivity um, of a team and having compassion. So it's kind of do you bring it in with each team member having that compassion and connectivity, that communication with each other? So it's not just the leader, but everyone. Yeah. Reading well, you that know, as a thing. If people have been listening to to some of the things they know that my my five tenets of trust the first one is caring and that is part of it so if you genuinely care about somebody you're going to give them your full attention and even if you've got a deadline you can say this is really important mm -hmm. and I can't give you my full attention right now so let's talk about it right now and let's find another time to do it so it's not like you're going to say okay I'm going to put aside all my deadlines I'm going to put aside all my work but letting them know, just say, right now, this is such an important topic that I can't give you my full attention. 
So let's talk briefly and let's get back together later. And you can see how that can make a difference because you're actually saying to the person, you're explaining why they don't have your complete attention and you're letting them know how important they are to you or how important the subject is to you. Absolutely. I, I love that part of it. Now, the other part, so there's communication. Then you talk about show them the cathedral. That was one of the takeaways uh, in this. And so that does go with communication and how to get people excited about the project, right? And so, yeah, it's like what have that common goal and, and build some excitement genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and and the story that they can read online, but basically it's people should know how their piece of the pie or their job or their task fits into the overall um, growth and, and, and what, what the vision and the mission is of of the company. So if you've got someone who is, even if they're running and, and getting coffee for everybody and that's their task and that's what they're, they're hired to do, you know, even saying to them, listen, none of us work very well unless we're fueled and we're trying to do this big task and, and we want you to know how important your little, your little, you don't, but your piece of this is that mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have the, the no one's gonna and be the happy. strength and everything. Yeah. To, to keep on doing our job. And sometimes it's those moments where people understand where they fit into the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're of, part of the big, pro- they are part of the end result. Yeah. I look at it this way. Like if you look at a movie or, or, or series, now the British have this down. Oh, Canadians too. Um, in regards to character actors, whereas sometimes these huge blockbusters, everybody's just so, you know, la-di-da, but someone could have a small role and that will make all the difference in a movie production. It could just be someone walking through and go, Okay, now I had to watch my language again. <laughs> Say one thing, right? It could be that one line, but that line is everything to set the tone of a movie or whatever. But it's that is a teamwork. And I think that you yeah. see that in movies. But it even if you're not, you know, you're not dressed the most flamboyant or, you know, all of the, you know, the fancy stuff, it's that one thing. And it's important for the storyline. And without um, it, it might not give the whole description of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I've got um, one of my best friends works in the movie industry as. Oh, that's right. Actor. Yeah. She's yeah. in his book. Yeah. And, and when, when Jan's doing something, um, a lot of times, you know, some of the, the best movies, they will set, they'll set the, the whole scene and things that even the audience doesn't, doesn't see. But it's so important that it allows the lead actor to get into character. So it could be, you know, you open the drawer and mm-hmm. all of the clothes are stacked beautifully because the character is someone who is known as being fastidious. And when they open that, it reminds them of what they have to do. I mean, just small things like that. But also all of the people behind the scenes are really important and you don't notice mm a lot of the props and a lot of the set unless it's wrong right oh it's like a sound check for a band right the yeah. sound check is crucial and you think oh you know so there's you know the roadies the people setting up the gear if the if the guitar is not strong right and in tune it's a pain 
And then the musician has to halfway through a performance go, okay, I'm going to tune it and make it cool. But it's, it, you know, it's a deterrent on, on a show. And the sound person is crucial. And, and half the time you may see him the back of the room, the front of, you know, everyone's, every venue is different. But it's all those little things go into making something fantastic and making yeah. a project really cool. Yeah, this is this is cool. I like that. So show them the cathedral, the big building and everyone. Again, this is all part of the article. You also said for your project to be successful, find out the competencies of the people on the team. So let's go back to coffee. Please don't make the tea person make the coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let the tea person make the tea and the coffee person do the coffee. Otherwise, you're going to all get orange juice when you wanted caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, part of it is there's some people that you can um, you can say, OK, here's what we're trying to achieve. So just keep me informed. So let you know, like you know what the final project is, keep me informed and as long as it gets there. So you just give them the destination. They decide on the roadmap to get there. Those are the people that are at the top of the competency. And at the other end of the scale are the people that you tell, you have to tell them exactly what to do and then you follow up to make sure they've done it. Mm. And when I was, when I've managed um, putting together conferences, there were people that I felt like, you know, and this is when I first started leading and managing people. I thought, okay, I just told them what had to be done. And then I wouldn't follow up because I thought, well, I've delegated it, told them what had to be done. But it took me a while to realize there were people that I would tell them what needed to be done. And then I had to circle back and ask if they had any questions and circle back again and ask them where they were in the task. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so constantly, so how far along are you? How long is it going to take? And so you need to understand the competencies of the people you're working with. Otherwise, you're not going to have a success because right. you, if, if you've got someone that you believe is more qualified than they are, you're going to have problems. And also, if you put a person in a position and they are more qualified than the role that you've given them, you're going to lose them. They're going oh. to quit and go to another job. So you have to know where they are on the competency scale, what their skills are, and not just education. Because I think, you know, I can remember at one point, you people would get their undergraduate and then they go directly into an MBA program and they'd have no experience managing people. Right. No life and then you would throw them yeah. into a situation where they had to manage this huge team because they had the educational background, but they didn't have the competency to work with people. So you have to know at all levels, like mm. what, what is their knowledge? What is their experience? Do they have, do they know how to handle um, problems? And if someone comes in and argues with them, how are they going to handle all of that? So understand mm -hmm. the competencies from emotional and knowledge and skill level. Right. And some people are just not like you don't want to have someone in graphic design necessarily. Right. Who talks to their computer suddenly be customer service like, you, you know, that's that's an interesting thing. Even right now, we're talking about call centers. Right. And people call in, oh, this and this isn't working on my computer. And you get into a technical person who is a geek. They geek out on it. And that's I mean that in a really nice, positive way. I yeah. love geeks because they help, but you've got like, some of them are not 
good at customer service. They're like, well, don't you know you're supposed to do, I mean, they've done uh, Saturday Night Live skits on this kind of thing. Don't you know you're supposed to do this with your computer? Don't you know you should have done that? You know what I mean? Versus, so you've got to look at that balance too. People can be super smart and competent and really good at certain things. And if you take them and put them in another place that they, it could backfire, especially in customer service. Yeah. I think that's a problem. There's those, those, um, memes on Facebook or on any social media that you see all the time. And if you um, if you criticize an elephant because it can't climb a tree, that kind of thing, and I'm not saying it properly, but you know, if you hire an elephant to climb a tree, you will forever be disappointed. So you hire the person who's got the skills to do the yeah. job that you need them to do. The monkey, get the monkey. Yes, we like, you want the monkeys. We like monkeys. I love it, I love it. Um, but it's all consistency is also, I think, really something I know we talk about where be consistent in what you do, you know, and, yeah. and how you set, you know, when you talk about communication and, and mapping out, how is this project going to get done? Is there a deadline? Do you have the tools? That's something I think is really important. And if you don't, I mean, maybe um, you're, you're trying to pull off a miracle without maybe the resources and businesses that people cut corners all the time. It's like, Suddenly, no, we don't have this department we used to, so we're going to have to all work together to make something happen. So you better you better sell the cathedral to your your staff, right? Yeah, to your yeah. team, and you know, see like, hey, who knows how to do this and that? Let's try and pull this off together. Um, it you see it in sports where suddenly it's like someone's out, someone's out, and then okay, we're going to have to somehow get this game back on track to win, even if we're on the flip side of the coin, there's the cathedral. The coach has to go, come on, we're going to win no matter what, or we're going to all pull together. And even if you fail, there's an energy of everyone working together. There's lessons to be learned, which gets to the, the final part there about you know mistakes, right? Failure leads to success. So I think that there's something about that communication and if you don't have all the tools, that communication can save save you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, consistency, because I worked as an HR manager, if someone did great work one day and then the next day it was crap, mm. then, you know, and, and you saw that all the time. It was up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, what what I learned was that they, sometimes these people had mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they had addiction issues. And so if you want to set your team up for success, that's part of getting to know them. If you're Mm -hmm. at a party and it's just supposed to be, you know, a mixer and people are getting to know each other and you notice one person in in the corner and they're pounding back, you know, drinks three to one, then they might have just had a bad day. And so you you accept that. But if their work is really inconsistent, then remember that first night mm. and maybe start exploring to see if that's something that, that, that they need to have some help dealing with an addiction or a mental health issue. Can consistency um, fall flat if they're not given the tools on a consistent basis? You know, you look at or some information. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not being consistent on your side, you can't expect you know, the team to be consistent. That's like trying to say, okay, you know, if the internet's down, sorry, you know, I, I can't help 
anything. I can't do this interview. I can't be consistently on time if the internet's not there or something, or you didn't get them upgrade their computers or whatever it is. You've got to be on top of those things so that your team can be consistent. That's the thing I see too, you know. And and I've been around long enough. I can remember when I was doing, um, I, I did a course on sales, which just really was the, the worst thing to do. I'm not a good at sales. So like I was teaching this course. Anyways, I remember um, the the whole room, I had this team and they were really quiet. And I just, I was so excited because I had finished my degree or my diploma in adult education. I was teaching this course. And finally, one of them said, Lee, we know how to sell. The product is crap. See, that's it. See, oh my gosh. See, that's it. Like how, okay, well, like I sold cars for a month just to see what it was like because I went from musical organ sales and they said that we were all like, you know, car salesmen. And so I was like, well, what's so bad about that? And I, and I really know how to buy cars. I'm good at that. But I really didn't care about the car. I realized I couldn't sell if I didn't have belief in it and I didn't care, I was bored. I was, I was so bored. Oh my God. I had to stand there all day and wait for someone to come in. And then everybody attacks the person come in. And I was like, I'm playing air guitar. I'm so bored. And then they're like, is this a V6 or V8? I'm like, what are we having bloody Marys? No, (laughs) what, what, you know, No, I sucked. I totally sucked. I because I didn't have a passion for what I was doing. I thought, oh, I can sell anything. Now I'm not saying what I sold was crap because it wasn't. It was Toyotas, and I still believe in the Toyota. I do, Um, but honestly, if you also don't believe in what you're selling, you can't do it. Yeah, you have to. It's the cathedral. But if you don't believe the cathedral, you're not going to be. You can't. You can't sell what you don't believe. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we talked about communication and part of that Mm -hmm. is bringing your curiosity. If you're not sure, I see people arguing about things instead of just taking a step back and saying, okay, I'm curious, you've got a really strong opinion about this. Give me some information on it. You know, and and, and I've been guilty of it too. I like I was looking over some um, communication that I had with with a colleague of mine and we had very very different perspectives on vaccines and both of us were going at it like this and there was absolutely neither of us we weren't going to convince each other and instead of instead of you know taking a step back and saying um I'm curious like why are we both doing this yeah and what is what is it we're trying to accomplish? And isn't it great that we can have a discussion and maybe not agree and still maintain a friendship as colleagues? Like understand, like be curious, like why are you getting into the conversation? What is it you're hoping to accomplish? It's that. What are your goal? That's always some. It's so hard to remember, but it's so true, especially these days. I, you know, I you could be working for a company, and even the political beliefs could be completely you know um you know i know um companies that have prayer meetings in the mornings and that could really alienate half the staff or are they hiring people who like and support that and believe in the so you have to look at that 
that connection too. So you can't just put everybody in a circle and go, okay, now you're suddenly going to do this, whether or not you believe it, that's a little much. And so you, you're not going to have a cohesive team if they don't have something that they can all get behind and connect on. But there, there's some things like that. And it's true. Are you going to get into a, are, why are you going to get into, especially in the workplace, like politics and stuff, it can happen. But just even, yeah. you know, the, yeah, don't start me. I'm going to go in dirty water there and get into trouble no matter what. <laughs> but it's true. Look at people not supporting certain products because of the political beliefs and campaign donations and things like that. And if you're working there, then you may want to say no or yes. So yeah. are you going to fight it? Why are you going to fight it? Is it, do you enjoy the rest of your job? I mean, what, so you have to kind of balance those kind of things out and think, why am I having that conversation? Yeah. Am so, I going to get pissy or not? Like, why am I going to get pissy over it? Is it worth it? And, and yeah. you know, from from a success setting your your team up for success, if you're in a meeting and you want everybody's opinion as a leader, you should be the the last person to talk. Mm. You should find out everybody else's opinion about something because as soon as you speak, your opinion is weighted so much heavier than everybody else's. Mm. People may be afraid to give you their good idea because you've already told them this is this is what's going to happen so so if you want to set your team up for success then you have to kind of be able to to take a little bit of a back mm -hmm. like backseat yeah. and and allow them to communicate and I, I remember um asking opinions about about things and people getting really upset because I wouldn't take their suggestions and so even now I'd say, well, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say, mm -hmm. but I need to let you know that I may not follow your suggestion, mm -hmm. but I'd like to hear it anyways. Yeah, you know, like because you know, that's part of getting to know each other yeah. and it may be suitable for something else down the road. And I think also when you talk about, uh, you know, managers or leaders going in and, and giving their opinion first, when that happens, that also some people may be new and go, oh, well, that's what they want. So I'm going with this. And so the opinion will be, it's just like dating a guy and saying you like the same music they like, right? Meantime, you hate it or pretending to like football. I don't, I don't care about it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake it. You know what I mean? So you can, if you've got new people who aren't certain, they may just side with everything the leader does. Oh my God. I, that, that would make me gag. <laughs> yeah, gag. You know, seriously, there's, yeah. what, what is that? If, if everybody is of the same opinion, then if you and I are of the same opinion, one of us, it's necessary. I mean, what you want. And, and I'll go back again to when I was managing, like when I was helping organize conferences, I can be a Pollyanna and see the positive. And there were people on on the team that they would they would give me every reason why it wouldn't work. And it was difficult, but I always appreciated it because then all of a sudden, as soon as someone would give me that, I'd start figuring out how to, if that was a problem, how to make it work. But if they weren't on the team, mm. if they weren't giving me all of the reasons why things weren't going to work, 
then it wouldn't have been as strong because we wouldn't have put in all of the practices to make sure things went smoothly. So you want a full a range of people, people who don't always agree with you, people who have a different opinion. And instead of, you know, are you being bipartisan? Yeah, I am. (laughs) I guess I am, but not completely. No, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I just was messing with you because, but it is true. You want the differing things. I mean, that's how you ideas come. Right. And that's, that's, that's why we're the blend because you got to have different interests and you never know. It's like some companies miss their market completely because they are stuck doing the same thing over and over because this is how we've always done it. Don't reinvent the wheel. I always want to reinvent the wheel because there's always a new spoke of something. There's always a new generation, a new audience, a new way of doing things. And that's where a lot of people got caught up when the internet came around. They just, you know, it's like the man went on the moon, but he really didn't, you know, that was fake. But you know what I mean? It's, it's people who don't embrace or grow and diversity in a team equals growth yeah. and ideas. Yeah, you know? but you know, and I could go off on a tangent around, um, you know, like I, I write about trust. And so I, and I've been caught where, because um, someone has written something that I happen to, to agree with. And so I, I can believe that it's true. What I've learned is to always fact check. And here's what people like, one of my cousins that I absolutely love, it always like she, she, there's not a conspiracy theory that she doesn't believe. And when I've, when I've talked to her about some of the things I've said, how much did you check before you posted that? And she said, well, it sounded true to me. And I went, here's where you can check. Mm. And if something is really outrageous and they'll say, well, well, all news media is live. Well, no, they don't go to all sides. And if you want to see where the bias is, then look at that. But if no one else is reporting it, except for this obscure little. Yeah. Then, then how true can it be? So around communication, before you pass something on, try and make sure that it's true genuine yeah that's it don't yeah that's the thing about why are you doing it going back to that so we're back to being genuine again for we did a full circle lee this is good but i want to add one last thing to the full circle we talked about failure leads to success having the room to let people make mistakes which i think people cringe you know i know especially when i was you know younger getting out there and starting you know different working with different companies I was really tough on myself, like very like you have, I have to be Miss Perfect, everything, you know, and that didn't work so well, (laughs) didn't work, you know, and I'm a Virgo. So I I really am a pain in the butt. Like, you know, just, you know, I am. Um, And I've learned that you can't be perfect and you cannot beat yourself up, but a a new person could get to that point of cannot make a mistake, but that then you stunt yourself. Yeah. And maybe if you're in a company where you, you are looked down on for your mistake and maybe even ridiculed later that's not a good growth environment no and and that stifles creativity too so if you're working for someone you know like you um you don't want to encourage mistakes but in a way you do and Mm -hmm. so you want to take people and and make it safe for them to make mistakes so if they do then then be able to say, okay, what did we learn from this? I think I wrote, I don't know if I wrote in this thing, but one of my friends 
was a grade three teacher and I was helping her. I was volunteering in her classroom. And I remember one of the kids ran up to her and said, you know, Mrs. MacGyver, I made a mistake. And she turned and she was just the most compassionate, perfect teacher for these this age group. She said, no, you made a learn. Let's see. What I you love do. that. I love that. I think we should all adopt that. I don't yeah. care how young or old we are. That's a good thing. Yeah. What I did you that. learn? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. if we if we can say and if they're still making, you know, if people make the same mistake over and over and over again, that's a little different. Yeah. Then you need to let them go. They're not in the right yeah. position. Right. This is such a good conversation. What a great article. I mean, I just feel like so much changes in the world and, you know, people being distanced and how do you get projects done and something yeah. to remember and go through this article, everyone get Lee's book, trust me, or call her, go to her website, thetrustarchitect.biz and get her on board for a workshop. Do you do workshops remotely ever? I know you I do. Remotely. Yeah, I've done, I've done a few um, virtual workshops and now it's quite easy because with teams and with zoom and with breakout rooms and, you know, like I've got the professional version of, of zoom. And so it's kind of fun because you can put people into breakout rooms and have them work. That's it. You misbehaved. Bring them you all go. back. What's that? I said, that's it. You've misbehaved. Go in your breakout room. <laughs> yeah. But put your head in the corner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I do both. You know, it's it's fun. There's nothing I don't think that compares to having a live audience. Mm -hmm. And so being in a room where everybody's collaborating and you can bring everybody back together and share ideas. I mean, you can do that virtually and it works. Mm. But there's something about feeling the energy of people in a room that I still love. Yeah. I, I mean, the same as musicians, you know, they, we need the energy. Yeah. There's that energy and you can see people's faces and how are they feeling? And um, are you looking at your phone to put your phone away? Yeah. Cause you're taking a note, you know what I mean? So I, I love that. So everyone, again, uh, the trust architect.biz that is Lee's website, watch for her articles in the next issue of success express uh, magazine. You can get that at blendradioandtv.com and her articles up there now. You can see it right on the homepage. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Lee is here every third Thursday for our trust talk. So thanks so much, Lee, and happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, hey.